Welcome everybody to another episode of Connect the Knox, connecting the nation to Knoxville, Tennessee. I am your hostess with the mostest, Julia Hurley. And today's guest is a true leader in the Knoxville area. You will want to connect with her. Promise when this is all done with. Who we are interviewing today is the president and CEO of Leadership Knoxville, in and of itself, one of the coolest entities in the Knoxville market, Mrs. Tammy White. How are you today? And thank you for being here. I'm doing awesome, Julia. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to be with you. Absolutely. Tell us, aside from number one, just signing your daughter to a lacrosse scholarship (laughs) who got recruited. Congratulations, Courtney. Aside from all that amazingness going on, you stay so busy. Thank you. Tell me about leadership. Tell us all. Tell us all about Leadership Knoxville and how you found your way into that and kind of your backstory of Knoxville. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy story. So um, I will tell you, I came to Knoxville in 1990. Um, I was I, I was born and raised in South Carolina, and yes, I'm a Gamecock. Um, that was my, I grew up really close to Clemson, right? So um, so I, I still don't wear orange just because it's sacrilegious at this point, um, you know, from that in-state rivalry of Carolina Clemson. Um, but I do pull for UT every game, except for this one game every year that when they play my Gamecocks, and I have to pull for my alma mater. So uh, needless to say, this past weekend, I was um, very surprised I didn't see a single play because I was in Dallas with my daughter at a lacrosse tournament. So we never saw any of it. But anyways, um, I came to Knoxville in 1990. And I remember coming up and visiting a friend when I was in college. And I remember thinking, wow, Knoxville is like this really cool, fun place. I would love to live here. Never had any thought, you know, that um, like six years later I would end up here. And I did. And it was just, um, you know, it's just kind of been a God thing. And I love it. Um, It's been a great place to live and to work and uh, to raise my daughter. And my parents actually retired from their jobs in South Carolina when Courtney was born. And they moved here. And they just live in, up the street from me in my neighborhood. So um, the family came, right? So um, it's been a great place. But um, so I worked for a company out of Wisconsin. I was doing s- sales for them when I first came here and um, ended up leaving that company and uh, doing sales for Bell South at the time. So that shows you how old I am. It's now back to AT&T, right? Um at the time, nobody knew who AT&T was when I went to work for Bell South. It's kind of funny how all of that comes full circle and, and makes you dated. Um, but anyways, and then I did a lot of political work uh, throughout the years and just made a lot of friends, a lot of connections. And that's one one of the things I've loved about Knoxville is that, um, you know, being an outsider, it was truly easy to get plugged in here. I mean, people were very welcoming, um, you know, and Knoxville's really changed a lot. I think back to that 1990 time frame when I first moved here and that I was somewhat bored as a single person. I didn't feel like there was a lot to do. Um, and now there is just a plethora of, of opportunities every night, you know, and every weekend uh, you could you could go and do something in this town where it wasn't always like that in the, when I first moved here. But um, it's, it's evolved into a phenomenal place uh, again to live and work well tell us a little bit because i don't know has leadership knoxville always been an entity here yes yes so um, so this is kind of a good history lesson and i may not get the dates exactly right but i'm gonna be pretty darn close but it was around um 
1957 that um, the first leadership program in the country started, and it was in Philadelphia. And then the second program was Savannah, Georgia, around 1962. And then Atlanta, Georgia was around 1965, 67. And... Um, so there was value in doing this. And, and the reason why they started was really to prepare people for change and things needing to change in these cities. And then uh, you had a whole um, swat, a swath of uh, leadership programs that really evolved in the 1980s. And I believe Leadership Nashville started in 1978. We started in 1984. And it was really the result of uh, Jim Haslam and Honey Alexander being on a trip, a recruiting, uh, economic development recruiting trip to Japan when uh, Lamar was governor. And Honey said to Jim Haslam, uh, does Knoxville have a leadership program like Nashville? And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. And so they had this conversation. And then Mr. Haslam came back to Knoxville and put together a steering committee. And then Leadership Knoxville uh, started in 1984. And so, um, you know, we'll be celebrating our 40th anniversary in a, in a few more years. But uh, typically you have, there's about 800 leadership programs around the country today. Um, and practically every city has a le some sort of community leadership development program. Uh, the vast majority of the programs that exist today are based through a chamber of commerce. Uh, we have always been a standalone 501c3. We just happened to, at this point, lease our space from the Knoxville Chamber, which they're great partners, and they were one of the three founding uh, partner agencies along with United Way and Junior League when we started to support Leadership Knoxville's uh, evolving. And um, so you've got 501c3s, you've got the chamber-based model, and then you have a few that are based through a university or community foundation. Um, by and large, what I will tell you, um, while there are a lot of really strong chamber-based programs, um, the vast majority of the you know chamber-based programs are also in smaller rural communities. And so they're not necessarily as big. And so most of your bigger city programs are standalone 501c3s. And um, right now we're, we're, we consider ourselves just based on um, the affinity groups that we're in at a national level. Uh, we are, we participate with Austin, Texas and Cleveland, Ohio and Denver and Seattle and Louisville and Baltimore. And, you know, so it's pretty big cities compared to Knoxville, but we're, we're on par with a lot of them based on the size of our staff um, and also the size of our budget and the number of programs that we offer. So that puts us in about probably the top 10% of leadership programs nationally. And right now we are the largest leadership program in the state. As well it should be. I feel like there's a lot of leadership in Knoxville. Pain head to toe? Go see Dr. Joe. Certified sports chiropractor with specialties in dry needling, soft tissue therapy, TENS unit targeting, and spinal manipulation. 15 years of athletic chiropractic training at your service right here in Knoxville, located off of South Peters Road. That's Dr. Joe Cairo at GoSeeDrJoe.com. Call the office today or visit our website. Yeah, so you, you said programs within it. Yes. So this, this in and of itself is a 501c3. What are the programs inside of Leadership Knoxville? Okay, so I'm glad you asked. Um, so I don't want to uh, miss any of these. I thought I'd tell you a little bit about the first, and I'll, I'll walk you through where we are today. Uh, so the flagship program started in 1984, and it's a 10-month program. And that's what the vast majority of leadership programs have is that type of program. 
are, and that's really geared for people who are like seasoned uh, C-suite leaders um, or nonprofit directors. Uh, we're very intentional about creating a very diverse group, and that's from racial, um, you know, from from male, female, from gender to sexual orientation to religious beliefs, et cetera. I mean, we really need to have, for the best experience possible, we need to have a, a group of of committed leaders who really look like our entire community. And so that's really important. And that's what gives it, um, I would say, the, the depth in, in making relationships because people are coming together for this 10-month process and they're spending an incredible amount of time getting to know people that they would probably never, ever cross paths with otherwise. And that's where the richness happens. It's where people change jobs or they start organizations or they start businesses or they work to find solutions on issues um, that are happening in the community. So it is more, um, it, it's in-depth in and our focus is teaching servant leadership in the flagship program. But we are also uh, very intentionally designing the program to talk about our biggest community issues and challenges, and then what are those opportunities? And so it's, you know, carries, you know, we think servant leadership carries this ethical and moral obligation as a leader to do something, right? Mm -hmm. To be a positive change agent. Mm -hmm. So that's what that program is really about. Uh, the second program that we have is called Introduction Knoxville, and um, it started in 1993. And Natalie Haslam was actually the person who started that program for us. And, um, that program is really geared. It's a six-week, one day a week for six weeks. Uh, we now run that program. Initially, it started, you know, just that one one time every year. In 2010, we changed it to be twice a year. And then in 2017, we've added a third program. So we run it in the spring. Um, wow in the fall and the winter, and so three times a year. Um, so we have about 150 people a year go through that program, and it's geared for people who are either new to the community or in new management positions who need to quickly learn a lot more about the community. And it's a great networking opportunity as well, um, and so people sign up and they're in. The flagship pro program is much more uh, challenging to get into because we have about 400 nominations and about 200 applicants every year, and we only, only have 55 seats. And so it's a selection process because we want that diverse makeup, right? We want diverse makeup in all of our programs, but um, the others are more you sign up, you pay, you're in. Um, but Intronox has been a really fun program. And and uh, we actually, you'll appreciate this, Julia, but um, we actually worked with our friends in Nashville to help them start Intro Nash a few years ago. We served as a consultant in helping them with the growth in Nashville. I kept saying to them, you guys need a program like this. And um, they're up and running and doing fantastic. So um, but that's a really important you know, piece to the puzzle of everything we're trying to do. And when you look at the growth of our city, if we just had the one program, we're not building to scale for impact. And so that's that's really the other piece here is to think about, you know, what's missing? What can we do? How can we best impact? And so what used to be just two programs when I started um, and we would have approximately 85, maybe 90 people a year going through Leadership Knoxville program, two programs. We now have other programs and we, we have about 250 alumni coming through every year. Wow. I mean, still 250 people in the grand scheme of Knoxville is not a lot of people, but 
for leadership alumni association. That's big. Bingo, bingo. And so, yeah. And so here's the other, the beautiful part of it is so the other programs that we have um, in 2013, we launched our third program, which is called the Leadership Knoxville Scholars. And it is a partnership that we have with the University of Tennessee, the, for the, Jones Center for Service and Leadership at UT. And uh, it's a two-year cohort. And again, they have to apply. They have to compete for the seats. But there's about, it's two years. So they apply their sophomore year. They go through their junior and senior year. And so we have guest lecturers from our alumni that go and go to their classes, which are accredited classes. But we also work to uh, pair each scholar with one of our LK alumni to mentor them in their you know, career field. What do they want to do? So we're trying to, how do we, how do we keep this best and brightest talent in the region after they graduate? So that's really the intent of the program. Um, our retention rate's been around 50 to 55 percent. Gotcha. And so um, what's interesting, though, a lot of them, you know, they're, they're really bright students, and a lot of them are going to grad school in other states, or they're going to do Peace Corps or um, Teach for America. And so but the indicators are that they want to come back to Knoxville, which that makes it a higher percentage, which is great. Um, but we've got work to do. I mean, we've still got, you know, to work to, to keep them here, right? And um, But the, the beautiful part of that is in our, so that was in the 10 years that we've had it, we've had 23 torchbearers come from our program. So we love that. That's the highest wow. academic honor. At wow. Yeah. And one year, all yeah. seven torchbearers were from our program, which that was kind of unheard of. But um, yeah, so we love that. So then the fourth program we started in 2014, and that is Youth Leadership Knoxville. And this is for um, the students apply their sophomore year, and it's about uh, February timeframe of their sophomore year, and they go through their junior year of high school. And about three years ago, I approached uh, Pellissippi State with this idea because I thought, you know, we've got this great partnership with UT, and we love Pellissippi State, and we love Dr. Wise, and how can we do something that would work with them too? And uh, had this idea, approached him with it, and he didn't hesitate. He jumped in, you know, all in and which I love about him. But the idea was, you know, could we could we change our curriculum somewhat for the youth? And could we partner with Pellissippi State and have one of your college professors who teaches leadership teach the leadership curriculum to the youth and make this an accredited class? So the beauty of this, yeah, we have about okay. we have about fifty to fifty five students every year. They come from all Knox County public high schools and private schools, and we have a few homeschool students every year as well. Um, but again, they have to once they're selected, they have to register as a student at Pellissippi State, and so then they do their classwork online as if they're. Or if, were a full-time student at Pellissippi. They are having the experience of communicating with a college professor. So it's kind of giving them a leg up. If they've never done dual enrollment, this is giving them that opportunity to experience what taking a college class is going to feel like. And at the end of their youth leadership year, they earn three hours of college credit from Pellissippi State. So we love this program, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I will tell you, Courtney was actually in, in last year's class. And she still talks to her classmates. And I love hearing the stories of these kids and how they're coming home from college and they have groups getting together. And it's all because their friendships, you know, formed in youth leadership. And I'll tell you, my favorite story was um, 
probably about three years ago, it was pre-COVID, I guess it was in 2019, I was with our, our kids and we'd gone to volunteer at the Knoxville Area Urban League Shoes for Schools. We're one of the largest volunteer groups. We take our kids every year's the volunteer service project. They're wearing their youth leadership t-shirts and they help whatever needs to be done, we do it, whether it's picking up trash, interpreting for some of the lost kids to help them find their parents, uh, giving out waters, you name it. And I I happened to come across a booth and it was a senior who had who had just graduated and she had been in the class no actually no she was going into her senior year forgive me but she had been in the previous year's youth leadership class and I'm like what are you doing and she said I loved this event so much last year that I have spent the last year collecting 2,500 books and I'm giving them away today and I've categorized them by ages for the kids so that's one student and and that impact of that exposure to this event and how it moved her to action. And that's just a s- simple example, though, of the things that we see happen. And sometimes we know these stories and sometimes we don't. But that's the beauty of it, right? And when it connects and the servant leadership kicks in and, and they want to give back and they want to be a change agent. Um, so that's that's that program. So then in 2017, we actually started a civic, what I call as a civic solutions lab, and it's called Connect Knox. And um, not Connect the Knox, but Connect Knox. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, what we've done in this is we were identifying through, um, we did some uh, report cards for the community, and we did those in 17, 18, and 19, where we had the data guys from the chamber and from the city and the county and from UT work together. They had never met, never worked together, and so we put them together to help us measure some key factors you know, to see as a city, are we thriving? As a city and a county, are we thriving? And then how do we compare on these indicators to the 865, the region? And then how do we compare to the state? And what it gave us were green, yellow, or red lights of where we're doing good, where we need to be looking out, and where we've got work to do to move the needle in a different direction. And so, we're in the process of, of maybe reconstituting that work. Again, COVID put everything on hold. But when we were identifying issues, part of our work was also, you know, it was trying to identify like early childhood literacy was one of the huge indicators for us, right? And so one of the things we did was identify who are the stakeholders that are doing all of this work around literacy. And then we would invite them to meetings Nobody had ever been inviting them all together to be in one space to talk about what everybody's doing and to talk about where we are and where we need to be and how can we collaborate, how can we work better together to get us, you know, to to move that needle. And so that's that's really the role of Connect Knox. And then um, in addition to that, another thing that we launched in 2017, and we did it 2017, 2018, and 2019, and I'm committed to bringing it back in 2023, but um, it was called The Big Table. And uh, what I loved about this, I got this idea from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, actually, I'm sorry, Columbus, Ohio. Sorry to my Cleveland uh, friends. It was from Columbus. And um, they had actually, they are the ones who launched this, but there are cities all across the U.S. that are doing some sort of event like this. They may call it different things. But what we would do is we would identify a day for the big table. And let's say it's, I'm going to make up a date. It's August 23rd. On August 23rd, 
leading up to that time, we would ask people all across Knoxville to be a big table host. And so, Julia, if you were a big table host, I'd say, okay, you get to choose what time you want to do it on August 23rd, if it's in the morning, if it's early morning, mid-morning, noon, night, whatever, if it's around you know, lunch or if it's around drinks or if it's just around water and lemonade, whatever that looks like for you. And do you want to do it at your home or your place of business or in a community library? You choose, right? That the concept was you would you would invite four people that you know that probably don't know each other and you would ask each of them to bring someone that you don't know. Wow. And so the idea was to have 10 to 12 people sitting around a table for about an hour, hour and a half, meeting each other, probably for the first time, and just talking about what what are the things you love about our community? What do you love about Knoxville? And, you know, then if there are things that you could change, what, what would those things be? And I'll tell you, I hosted... Um, and you'll love this as a realtor. Um, I hosted some guys in my neighborhood that had moved here from Chicago several years ago, and they came in 2019. That was the last year that we did it. Um, And one of the things they told me is when they moved from Chicago, they knew they were moving to the South, and it was either going to be they were looking at Asheville, North Carolina, Knoxville, Tennessee, or Nashville. They had only been to Asheville. They had never been to Knoxville, and they had never been to Nashville. So they went to Asheville, and they were kind of iffy. They didn't know that they liked it as much as they thought they did. So they came to Knoxville, and Bill says, Gary and I are driving down Kingston Pike, and we see a Jewish synagogue. And he said, we looked at each other and thought, wow, we thought this is the Bible Belt. There's a Jewish synagogue here. This is great. And then he said, and not even, you know, half a mile later, there's a second temple. And he said, This is amazing. This has to be, their thoughts immediately went to, this has to be a welcoming community. And I completely paused because I thought I've lived here 20, you know, 30 years, and I've never looked at the diversity of religion and how we have it, and that that for a same-sex couple was viewed as a way of welcoming them. Yeah. And that really was, that really blew my mind. Long story short, they had a house under contract in Knoxville within four hours of being here. Wow. So, you know, little, little things like that we can't take for granted, right? Um, they didn't talk to anybody. They just went and found a house and made an offer. And they, it happened to be in my neighborhood. So anyways, um, those are things, those are the kinds of stories that I love hearing and I don't think we get there and get deep enough necessarily unless we're intentionally in relationship with people who are very different from us. And so it takes work. We all know that real estate is location, location, location. Our team at Just Homes Group, Realty Executives, has the true expertise pairing buyers and sellers with the right opportunities. Whether you're looking to buy or sell a home right here in Knoxville, Lenore City, Clinton, or Farragut. We have the expertise throughout every Knoxville surrounding area. Call Just Homes Group Realty Executives today at 865-693-3232. Do a podcast on each of the programs. Yeah, I love that. Because I feel like each one of those in and of itself is a, yeah, I would too actually do like a leadership series um, on Connect the Knox. I think that's a big deal. 
So we have eight minutes left. Yeah, because I've got two so, things left to tell you. Well, we're gonna have to we're gonna we'll have to bring them back because um, we need to talk about how people can get in touch with you. Sure. Where they can go to learn more about it, websites, information. Let's get into that a little bit so that way we can ask just. Absolutely. How can people find you and find more information? Absolutely. They can call our office or they can um, email me. My email address is twhite, T-W-H-I-T-E, at leadnox.com. And um, our website address is www.leadershipnoxville.com. And then our main office number, and you know I never call it. Um, oh, it's right here. It's 865. I knew you were going to laugh. 523-9137. And I do have to tell you, we are launching another program next June, and it is going to be called Encore. And we are targeting people who are either close to retirement or in retirement and looking for ways that we can really um, plug in for their talents of these sages and get them better engaged in community. You're going to have to make that a year-long event. That can't be just six weeks. There are so many retirees here. I get asked that all the time. What can I do? What can I do? Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I've got a whole book of people to send you. Okay, awesome. You already got, I've got a built-in volunteer base for you for your very first class. Well, that's awesome. Seriously. And then we're, and, and then hopefully, hopefully we can toss you some business, Julie, because we're going to be hosting our national conference. People who do what I do and our team does. I have an amazing team at Leadership Knoxville, but um, our colleagues from across the country are coming to Knoxville next July um, for our national conference. So we'll be hosting them here. So maybe there'll be uh, some of them. Might be wanting to stay. Yes, and some, some people to interview. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got the podcast, so we thought. Yeah, and at that point, they will be connected to Knoxville, so a lot of their their conversations can get out. We've got about one hundred and seventy five thousand followers on our TikTok channel. Awesome. So we kind of we tend to like push out our local content very hard. It's very relative. Oh yeah, I've, I've seen it. It's awesome. This is my favorite round of the inside of every podcast. Ooh, it's my this has to be favorite. the favorite stuff. Okay. It, it's my favorite. So this is the most difficult question I always ask. Okay. When people visit you that have never been here before, what place do you take them that if any, like no one else really knows about, or maybe you think no one else knows about? What's your secret spot to entertain out of, out of the area people? Oh, my secret spot. Oh, gosh. Okay, I love the Botanical Gardens. I think that is an yeah. amazing place. And I love Iams as well. Um, mm -hmm. And then always go to the KMA, the Knoxville Museum of Art, and then the East Tennessee History Center. Those are probably my four favorite things, favorite places to visit and take people. And in fact, we're always um, taking our, our classes from Intro Knox to all of these venues because it's they're so important. Um, and they're little hidden gems to a lot of people. My, my our, our our mutual good friend Gloria Johnson said the same. The botanical gardens was her very first one. I was like, man, that's a good one. That is such a good one to add to the yeah. list. Her yes. favorite restaurant. Um, any Randy Burleson concept. Um, I love Randy. I love uh, I love everything from Aubrey's to. The I need this man on my podcast. Yes, it's a oh my gosh, every single person, not a joke. Even people that aren't from here. I interviewed a guy from Johnson City. Not from here. I said, what's your favorite restaurant? He said, Aubrey's. Yeah, I love Aubrey's. I love Bistro, Sunspot, Fieldhouse Social. Like, if you want, if you don't want to watch a game at home, go to Fieldhouse Social. It's amazing. Yeah. Any, anything he does is awesome. And he's, he's an LK alum, too, so I got to talk good about him. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. No, I'm, I'm telling you, though, every single person has said Aubrey's, hands down, Aubrey. So I think, I think that that's 
has definitely got a talent for pleasing people. All right. I love it. Favorite grocery store? Butler and Bailey, hands down, Rocky Hill. That's my hood. I love it. And it's so small, but it's got everything you need. In and out. You're in and out. It's awesome. But but because it's so small and it's so popular, you don't want to go look in Haggard because you're going to run into somebody you know, always. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that the hard way. I learned that the hard way. I would go out and I would just be normal, you know, ponytail, hat, and I would always run into somebody and then I would dress <laughs> up and no one would ever be around. I'm like, listen. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Favorite bar. It can also be a restaurant, but favorite bar. Okay. I do love, if you want to drink with a view, the 530 Lounge rooftop at the Hyatt Place downtown. It is spectacular. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. You're looking at the amazing mountain view of East Tennessee. And then if you want a little privacy and you don't want to be seen, the Speakeasy Bar, which is called the Library at the Oliver Hotel downtown. Love it that it's limited capacity, like 40 people. It is. All right, one minute or less. So I'm going to sign off here. This is Connect the Knox. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Julia Hurley, connecting the nation with Knoxville, Tennessee, and today's guest. And we are having her back to talk about every single one of these leadership programs. Leadership Knox CEO, Tammy White, one of the most important people in Knoxville, and she claims that she's not which tells you servant and humble leadership is at the forefront of Knoxville. Tammy, thank you. Hug Courtney for me. I'm very excited for her future. Very congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate for you, Julia. Thank you. Knox.